You know, um, I'm so proud of the folks who, who got up and did their testimonies uh, today. And um, maybe you have a powerful testimony of what God is doing in your life and the journey that you're on. And we really believe in the power of testimony. It's uh, in the Bible, people said, look what Jesus has done for me. And it's, uh, it's a demonstration of how our lives are changed and the journey that we are on. And so if you're here today and you have not begun that journey, that part of your life, you've never begun the journey. And as you can see, it's varied in everybody's life. Everyone's story is unique and different to them and what they've been through. And I know that each of you have a, a story to tell as well. And at some point in your life, you are there either maybe about to begin or, or having walked through that. And so we're glad you came today. If you're a guest especially, we are glad to host you, and we're just so grateful that you've come to, to share with us. And I, I want to tell you a little story, and you probably are familiar with this if you watch TV. I'm, I'm kind of a news person. I, I want to know what's going on, and I'll probably watch and check the news too often. But for the last few weeks, there's a, a story that's kind of captivated the world, and it's a story about uh, a group of a uh, soccer team, actually 11 to 16-year-old uh, boys, 12 of them, and their coach that are in a, um, a cave in Thailand. And uh, it was a bad idea, obviously, uh, to take them in, but the coach took them in, and they went about two and a half miles into this mountain. Uh, if you kept up, you know that. And then the monsoon came, rain came, and it, the water swept in and blocked their exit. And so for nine days, uh, they've been there two weeks, for nine days, they didn't even know where they were. And so if you can imagine uh, being lost in a cave in darkness, utter darkness, on a, um, uh, probably a section, I don't know if it's much bigger than the stage, uh, a small rise in the cave and waters all around you, if you can imagine that darkness, um, that's where they were for nine days without anyone coming to rescue them, without even knowing if anybody would come or could find them. And so desperately for over a week, uh, searchers looked until finally uh, they found these boys huddled up on this little rise of land in the darkness, and they began the, the rescue. But just finding them, uh, if you follow this, you know that's not the end. Uh, I mean, that's not the easy, that's the easy part. The hard part's yet to come. Uh, because it's like a six-hour trip into the cave one way, five to six hours, we're told, going in there just to simply get to them. And and many of the boys, most of them probably can't swim, and they've never dived, and, and the water's, uh, there's zero visibility and strong current, and there's so many things against that. And for two weeks, uh, they have been up against that in darkness. And uh, I've been keeping up with it even this morning. Uh, four of those boys have been gotten out safely, but, but they still, there's no guarantee that they can get them all out because it's subject to the rain and everything. But as I thought about that story, I thought about how that's similar to our story. Um, our story is that many of us, uh, by our own decisions or maybe led by others, uh, we, we go into a place away from safety and we go into a dark place. And for many of us, we're there for a long time, and there doesn't seem to be any hope, any... Maybe we don't even know if anybody cares, if anybody's even going to come and search for us. And so we're in our dark place by ourselves, and we're getting by, and we're surviving, but it's, uh, there's not a lot of hope. And, uh, and then we discover that someone cares. Can you imagine the elation of those 
13 people, uh, those boys and their coach, when they saw a light pop up out of the water or someone come out of the water, and they knew that people cared, that someone had searched for them, and eventually they had been, they had been found. Can you imagine how, how that felt? And that's how we feel in our darkness when we find out that God cares for us. The, the Bible says in... The Bible says in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And that really is what we call the gospel. And there are several parts of that. The fact that God loved the world. That someone cared about those people lost in darkness who didn't have a light, who didn't know if anybody cared, who didn't know if anybody would come looking for them. Someone cared. And that was God. God cares. God loves the world. And then God demonstrates his love for us in that he sent his son into the dark cave. And you imagine those people today and for the last week or so who have been going back and forth in that dark cave, uh, six hours, one trip to get to them back and forth. God sent his son, Jesus, to go into the darkness, to come and to bring a light and to rescue us. Now, if you know the story, again, uh, if you're keeping up, you know that one of the rescuers did not make it out alive. He was a trained diver uh, on the, the international, uh, the national team, I believe. He had retired. It was too, you know, he, he, he knew it was dangerous, and so it retired before it was too late, but he was drawn back into it because of the need, and so he went back in, and taking oxygen to those who were inside, he did not save enough for himself, and so he died, and, and they found his body. You know, it was no accident that sent Jesus down into the darkness to find us. It was intentional act of God and his willingness, his sacrifice, who went in there. And it was no accident or carelessness that he died. It was an intentional act that Jesus died on the cross so that our sins could be forgiven. They could be taken away and that we could not only see the light, but we could be rescued from the darkness that's an incredible story when I think about that, the love of God. And the Bible says that all of those who believe, not just have a mental acknowledgement, but belief requires some action. It means when those little boys are told to be rescued, you have to step into the water and you have to go through the water. You have to go underwater in some cases. You have to trust this person who's leading you. Put your, your life literally into his hand is the only way out. And God's offer to us is not just believing in Jesus, but to say you have to put your life in his hands. You have to acknowledge him as your Lord and Savior and have a personal relationship with him. And that's what we as a church invite you into in fact, the way we say it is that we want you to join the journey. For some people, it's taking the initial step just to trust Jesus as Lord and Savior. For others, it's committing their life. And, and the testimonies, there were various levels, stages. You know, Chris at the beginning talked about having known Jesus all of his life, knowing who Jesus was, but not having a relationship with him. And that's really what it's all about, to not just acknowledge that he is a person and was a person on earth, but now it's heaven. But also to say, I'm giving my life to Christ. I'm surrendering to him and following him with everything I have. And that's the call that Jesus asked for on our life. 
And so part of the, the reason why we just had a special day of testimonies and inviting guests and, and people was just to say, we want you to know what we've discovered, not that we're smarter or better than anybody else, but that we have found one who really cares, who loves us, who came into the darkness to find us, to save us, to bring us out into the light. And we want everyone to know Jesus and have a relationship with him. So I would love to talk to you after this. You can catch me uh, after the service. You can, you can uh, email me or call me or whatever you'd like to do. I would love to have a conversation to talk to you uniquely and hear your story, what God, where you are and, and where you'd like to be brought to and, and from and have a relationship with him. So, you know, we can't make you do that. We're not even going to imagine that. <laughs> we're just going to say we're available. We're here and we care about you because God cares about you as well. And I also want to say, uh, you know, if you were here last week, you know that we talked about having a team that we're going to, to, uh, to Haiti. Uh, we have six of our members who are currently in Haiti. There are another five from First Christian who are part of that group. And, and again, if you're keeping up with the news, you know that things are not good in Haiti, especially in the southern part around Port-au-Prince. You know that there's a lot of uh, rioting going on, has to do with uh, fuel, uh, the government stopped subsidizing fuel, and so it's going to about double in cost. And there's a, a good reason to ride, and so there's a lot of activity. Our team uh, flew down uh, to Haiti on Friday, intending to go into Haiti on Saturday, uh, but have not been able to leave the hotel, basically, uh, because of the rioting. And so uh, they're watching on Facebook Live this morning, so they're actually joining us. We want to ensure them that we know and we care. We're feeling they're, um, they're trapped, being trapped and uh, a little bit of anxiety, and as well as for families. And we're going to pray for them in just a moment. But, but I want to, you to know, and they firmly believe this, that, that the God who delivered us from our sins can deliver us from every situation. And we trust him. We know that his hand is powerful, that he's in control. And we trust and, and are praying that God would open up a way for them either to go out up to the mission or for them to get to the airport to come home. See, we're always dependent upon God. And he is an awesome God. His arms are strong to defend, to protect, and to save. And we trust him with everything. So we just hope that God has spoken to you today through the testimonies. And, uh, and we would love to be a part of your life. Love for you to be a part of our church family. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you so much for inviting us uh, to be your children. Uh, God, we thank you that you cared enough to leave uh, through your son Jesus, to leave the light, to go into the darkness, uh, to do the hard work and to make the big sacrifices, specifically to allow your son Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. And God, um, it's an amazing amount of love that you have for us. And Lord, your only, uh, your only requirement for us to experience a relationship is that we believe and then we come into Christ and we began this relationship that will lead us into acknowledging Jesus as Lord, confessing him, repenting of our sins, and being baptized with Christ and into Christ. God, thank you for that invitation, Lord. God, we want to pray for our family members who are in Haiti. Uh, Lord, we know that you call them on this mission trip. And uh, it doesn't I'm sure it hasn't turned out as anticipated, but God, it's been exactly what you knew it would be. And I pray that you have will continue to be with them and bless them and protect them, Lord. God, remind them that you are in control and give them opportunities even uh, where they are uh, to, um, 
to grow and mature in their faith and also share their faith with others, Lord. And we pray you would bring them safely back to us. God, we, we continue to pray for those, uh, the rest of those boys that are trapped. God, we pray that you would release them and the people, uh, that, that God, people would know where this, um, where this ability came from, not just from skill, not from intelligence, but by your grace. And God, it is by your grace that we are saved. Lord, we love you, we worship you, and we pray all these things in Christ's name. Amen.